Welcome everyone to TWR News. This is NC. This is JC. And, and we've got some news today. Quite, in fact, quite a bit. We went over our usual list of 10 and uh, we're going to deliver the great news as always. So JC, kick it off with the first topic. Let's start out with the raw ratings. Oh my God. 0.15. Now, that, Raw's had something similar to that before, but what happened on last Raw? Well, it, Who came back? Okay, so so the Bucks turned the Raw after two weeks off. Went down. They were yeah. going up with her gone. Now I know some Becky Lynch fangirls are gonna say, "Oh, but look at the pup. She got such cheers." Okay, well, look at the ratings, okay? It doesn't matter what the fucking smarks in the arena were doing. It matters how many people tuned in and what demographic was featured. Raw shit the bed, and it's only getting worse. It's it's only a matter of time before I we see Raw drop below two. What did we predict? Didn't we predict by next year it would drop below two? Mm-hmm. It, yeah, prediction, the, the prediction is on par, man. We keep we keep we keep on being right. It just that's the way it is. Yeah. I mean, just calling it like it is, folks. Yeah, seriously. Uh, okay, the next bit of news, and this just happened as of the recording. Vicky Guerrero debuted on AEW. Uh, you, you know what? You know what? I like Vicky Guerrero. I yeah. think she's a talented woman. I agree. I think that her offspring, Shaw Guerrero, if you don't know who she is, check her out. Another really talented performer. But Vicky has, uh, let's put it this way, she's such an underrated actress that we once had her as the head tard wrangler for the specialists. Okay? Now, we thought that she'd be perfect for the role because she... she is a retired nurse. We're like, all right, she has the nursing experience. All we need to do is put her in a kitty cat sweater covered with vomit. Oh you know, God. no, some some fucking uh, some really shitty uh, nylon pants, and we're set. She's good. Bring her out with the tards. You already got a roster full of tards. I mean, it's not like you need much gimmick change for these people. You know, throw Natalia in a Red Bull costume. <laughs> you know, take take Mojo Raleigh, put his T-shirt over his head. Oh, it's there already. Bring back Big Show, Big Roo. Oh Boom. my God! The specialist would be—they would be money, bro. If you put the specialist on Raw, you might be so, able to save the show. Okay, so our plan for Big Show would be <laughs> put him in a diaper and a football helmet <laughs> and have him punching people and making them retarded by punching them. No friend. Bam. <laughs> And we gotta bring Ryan Ryan Ward out of creative, right? We're gonna dress him up like a nerd. He's gonna be basically a blurred black nerd. Oh my god! And and and, and we're gonna have him be Richie. He's gonna. Oh my god! He's, he's gonna oh, be. Yeah. He's gonna be Big Rue's second in command. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah, man. I, 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 Let's face it. At this point, it's a downward cycle. It's it's not gonna go upward at any time. This is it's a failure, and and it's obvious that CM Punk did nothing for the ratings. I mean, 
dude didn't even crack a, th- a point three. It's it's basically a fake news show about fake wrestling. It's a fake news show about fake wrestling. Some people already don't. Well, okay, what you come up with the show with interest in wrestling is like at an all time low. Why the fuck would you do this shit? I know you're trying to appeal to Fox, but hey. Being on another channel isn't going to revitalize wrestling. You have to revitalize wrestling by actually trying to make wrestling different. Yeah. And it's not different. It's too safe. It's the same PC whack bullshit that's killing the entertainment industry right now. Speaking of PC whack bullshit, Lana blessed CM Punk for for him calling her a chica on Twitter. How dare you call me a chica? I am not a chica. I am a legitimate actress. No, you're a terrible actress, okay? Lana, we tried to stick up for you for a little bit, but you've been bombing badly in these these sketches that you've been doing with Bruce and Bobby. Just it's not only is it just unbelievably cheesy, not only is it a waste of the talent involved, but it's just it's clogging up raw TV time that yes. can be used for other better stories. I'd rather see Baron Corbin shower Roman Reigns in dog food every single week over this stupid fucking cuck bullshit storyline that is clogging up two main eventers. You could have Bobby be a main eventer on Raw, Rusev be a main eventer on SmackDown, bing, bang, boom, done. Or if you need to take up time, just bring back Enzo Amore and have him cut a 20-minute promo. And exactly. You could have this guy freestyle every single fucking week, and it would be way more entertaining. I, You know, I'm even at the point where if you have that much TV time that you need to fill, I would say, you know what, let's tap into the entertainment personas. I mentioned this on, on previous podcasts before, but I think that people like Leo Rush... People like Keith Lee, people like Elias, people that are already performers outside of professional wrestling, people that have, that are multi-talented, let's uh, it, allow them to perform live on camera. I agree. Why not? Yeah. I, I guarantee you, if you let Leo Rush sing on a Raw, you would get a fucking ratings bump. Give it a try. What do you got to lose at this point? What the fuck you got to lose? That's not wrestling. Fuck. It doesn't matter. Oh. Doesn't fucking matter. Oh, whatever. Talking about things that don't matter. <sighs> Proud and powerful told not to buy Trump masks. This is so fucking stupid. It's like, who cares? Who cares? If anything, if anything, the AEW fans would have probably like been like, good. Fuck that Donald Trump. Fuck Donald Trump. I hate Donald Trump. He's evil. We hate being offended and entertained. We just like fake paging, fake wrestling. If it's not boring, it's not worth watching. Exactly. Uh, These dorks love boring shit and they don't like being offended. Which is much why, like, we were bringing you a top ten on Sami Zayn this week. We have to. Yes. A part two. And the reason why is because we were tired of these offended snowflakes inside the industry. Yep. And the fans. So we gotta diss them, but I'll leave you to kick it off the next topic. And they just keep liking, and they keep liking untalented talents. It, it makes it too easy, especially when I see WWE.com tweet out that is Humberto Carrillo the top star to look out for in 2020? I'm like, suck my dick. Well, this guy's awful. Apparently, Vince McMahon doesn't agree. <laughs> no, of course he doesn't agree. <laughs> and well, and it's it, it's so funny because we pointed this out this. We pointed this out before. All these vanilla midgets that they keep on trying to put into prominent positions, they fail. Every single one of them. Every single fucking one of them. Because they don't have a personality. Exactly. And they don't have a character. And they can't talk on the mic. They can't do any of those three. So how can you expect them to get over? You know, this is a bit of an aside, but as I think about it now, like Marvel movies and even some of the DC movies, 
they're getting kind of played out now because like they're too heavily reliant upon the special effects. Well, that's why they had to go with the Joker route. They had to exactly. go for more of like a, as I would call it, the the taxi driver ripoff effect. They they need to go for something more serious and dramatic that people can relate to. Well, they made you care about them. Yeah, they made you care about them to, to the point where an evil the, villain, an evil villain, to, yeah. to the point where had you had not seen the movie but just saw the part where the Joker blew. Uh, Robert De Niro's character's head open with a gun. Yeah, you would think that you would think, oh my god, the Joker's an evil piece of shit. But if yeah. you watch the movie, you feel empathy for the Joker because they take you through that all character the, development. Yeah, you, they they make you realize all the pain that this man went through and what drove him to be the man that he was already in a mentally damaged state. Mm-hmm. Keep in mind the the whole story of the Joker, as it was revealed, was that he was pretty much found when he was like twelve, chained to a radiator with severe head injuries. I mean, this kid had been abused severely by a stepfather and it drove him to the point where he got this insane laughing condition you know this uncontrollable laughter that came out in uh, inappropriate situations and, and that just goes to show like and i do still believe that yeah it should look somewhat comparable to the rest of tv right but you really gotta but if you have characters that people are going to care about to that right. degree that are really gonna i mean even like rick and morty to an extent does this they, they kind of take you through the hero's journey well, where and, and that's you know, understandable and all, but too. Yeah. But but here's WWE with all the money that they're making, they're not able to have any sort of a production boost no. besides fireworks. I, who who? Okay, great. You got fireworks. You got they got sparkly lights now. Okay, what about cinematic vignettes? How am I seeing this shit in a B-rate promotion? Like wow, and I'm not seeing it in the fucking number one promotion in the world. What the fuck, dude? This is something you guys can greatly fucking learn from, especially the fact that Impact already did it. Lucha Underground already did it. You should have already seen the blueprint and bit off of it. That's what WWE is great at anyways, is biting off the fucking indies. Well, How come you couldn't bite some of the fucking good parts? Well, and not only that, but speaking about biting off the indies, I mean, Triple H, the guy hired Jeremy Borash, who, right. a guy who, who you would think would know how to do this yeah. in NXT. But and they're not utilizing him. No, it's just, it's all match, match, long match, long match, long match, long match, long match, long match, no long promo, match. No promo, no backstage segment. Barely any, if there, yeah. if there is. Yeah. So it's like... If you're going to bring back the audience, you you got to. It's going to involve very compelling storytelling and really getting us to care about these characters. Seriously. Not just throwing them out there. And, and the characters need to be multidimensional. They can't just be simple one dimensional characters. Right. Right. And they have to have clearly defined personas yes. that, that a kid can imitate for Halloween. Like anybody can go and dress as Matt Riddle for Halloween. That's, a, that's an easy Halloween costume. You know, and they can identify with a character like Matt Riddle. If you're dressing as as Ricochet, what are you? Just a, a no. bald black guy wearing tights? There's there's nothing. That, that's it. That's it. You know, it's like you can't really live vicariously through Ricochet like right. you could with like a John Cena. Yeah. You know, and but yeah, he's he's not marketable. No. Well, and, and the thing with Matt Riddle too is that yeah. you don't want him to be one dimensional. You don't want him to be the stoner, the goofy stoner. Well, that's why we re- we we recommended that he's also the tough guy as well. You know, yeah. I mean, he's got the legitimate MMA pedigree. Why not use him in that aspect? Like Kurt Angle, like yeah. like Kurt Angle, like back in the Ruthless discretionary, he was the goofball with the, with the funny hats and the milk. But then when he got in the ring, the switch flipped and he became this badass wrestler. Exactly. Same thing for Matt Riddle. He's the goofy stoner with the flip flops and the hat. Aha! Uh-huh, look at him. Bell rings, he becomes this ass-kicking athlete. Right. Fighter. Right, right. And I think it's something that WWE desperately needs right now, especially with that flop like Cain Velasquez. You know, you need somebody that not only has a legitimate fighting background, but is also a good persona. Like, I saw that they signed Will Brooks, former UFC fighter. I think he was last in Bellator. 
and uh, they signed him to a uh, performance center contract, so he's doing that right now. I don't see him going anywhere because he never really showed any charisma. What they need to be going for if you're going to be signing former MMA guys is go for guys that always popped when the fucking when it came their time. Like right when Bruce Buffer would start to call out the names, you would see their character come out. Those are the people you go after. The people who are entertaining in, in post-fight press conferences. Those are the people you fucking go for. The people who fucking are known as natural-born entertainers. Like if any of the DSs came available, I would snap them up in a fucking heartbeat. Conor McGregor, I would go after him. Chell Sonnen, I'd offer him a contract. Any MMA fighter that exudes confidence, especially when they're talking on the mic after their win, you get them. But it's more than just the the character point. It's a, There's also the in-ring perspective that we got to talk about. The, well, and, and obviously the in-ring perspective matters, but that's something that I think can, you can learn in time while you showcase their persona on TV. Like, for, for example, with the Cain Velasquez thing, they rushed his on-screen wrestling debut yes, way too fucking soon. Yes, with Cain Velasquez, I would have had him on TV getting in Brock Lesnar's head for three months straight. Meanwhile, he's in the performance center busting his ass and learning how to wrestle a competent match. You have to have some sort of build with these characters. You can't just throw them out there. At least with Matt Riddle, I will say his time in NXT has given him a chance to build. But I think my problem with the in-ring more, more so goes through the style being used. Now, I, I like the style. I think it works. The style of Bloodsport. I think we got to review some blood sport. Oh, just, definitely. Just to kind of introduce our audience to what, like, that's the type of wrestling that we're talking about. Right. Wrestling that looks like fighting. Right. And and we're so sick of style and strong style bullshit because it's not realistic. Yeah. It doesn't look realistic. But with the whole style that Josh Barnett is really gearing towards this, the blood sport style, as I call it, it, it it's its own style, really. Yeah. The blood yeah. sport style. Yeah. Uh, with that style, I think you're getting something that is a lot closer to a real fight. And most of the people doing that have somewhat of a legitimate pedigree. Mm-hmm. And they at least train on the side or they have some sort of experience, whether it be in kickboxing, jiu-jitsu, wrestling, where it makes sense them doing those types of matches. And yeah, from what we've seen, it's good. So we'll bring you that one of these days. But these uh, days. I'll leave it up to JC for the next topic. Okay, so the next topic, the ascension of Luke Harper got released. And Sin Cara. And Sankara. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah no, this this is the beginning of the spring cleaning. Yeah. They're they're looking to cut expenses and. Uh, God, you could cut like yeah. thirty right off the bat. Yeah. It's just <laughs> the, the, both rosters. And let's just put it this way: NXT UK, NXT SmackDown, Raw, all over bloated. You need to cut the shit out of it. My worry, though, with NXT is that there's some amazing... There are some really good talents in oh, of NXT. Course, of course they're going to cut the some of the... You, okay, uh, my prediction, if they have to do NXT Jesse cuts... Cut. They're going to cut Jesse Kamea. Well, it's, it's people that have been in the development, developmental system a long time, but have not been used on camera. Mm-hmm. So what I'm going for is I'm going for Riddick Moss, Tino Sabatelli, yep. Jesse Kamea. Yep. Uh, let's see who else... Uh, They'll probably keep Tanera Conte. Yeah. I could see Chelsea Green possibly being cut if they're not using her on TV. Yeah. You know, that, Seth, that, that's, a really, that's a really bad one to cut. And because he has no problem pissing on Triple H, Eric Bogenhagen, that's another name they could cut. Yeah. Well, they're not doing anything with him. Exactly. And he's, he's been on the developmental system like oh, a long time now. God. Dan Mathis is another name they could cut. Oh, been no. Using him. Uh, Baba Tunde, I could see them being dumbasses and cutting him. God, who else? There's they have a decent amount of talent right now in developmental that I could see them cutting just because of retards. 
Yeah. It's sad. They'll they'll cut them, but they'll keep Angel Garza. <laughs> they'll keep fucking Raul Mendoza. Raul Mendoza and Arturo Ruiz, who have fucking nothing to offer. No. Yeah, keep oh, them. Kona Reeves. Hey, Kona Reeves. He's, he's yeah. getting cut, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, he's getting cut. Yeah, keep them, but cut Chelsea Green. Cut uh, Jesse Kamea, who's actually got a personality. Cut Eric Bugenhagen, yeah. who was so over with his first appearance, he yeah. had to do an encore. No, cut that, them. That tells me right there that he pissed off Triple H backstage. Um, he probably was like, oh, look at this guy, he's grandstanding, not talking, who the hell does he think he is? Take him off TV forever. And what pisses me off, too, is that the Smarks will fucking defend Triple H and say, he's going he's to pull an Eiffel Tower, guys. He knows what to look for. You should only be looking for work rate. That's the only thing that matters. Triple H is the messiah of professional wrestling. Look no further than NXT. The best of the best is in NXT. They consistently have the best matches of all time. Seriously, if I ever did see Triple H in person, I wouldn't be respectful. I would... I, everything that I say here, I would say to him to his face. Oh, yeah. No, no. We would get him swinging, no doubt. I don't get him swinging, but i definitely piss him off. Well, that's what I'm saying. I would, I would, I would say words to him that would get him swinging. Fucker. <laughs> he would swing Fucker. at me before I'd swing at him. Fucker. That's for damn sure. Fucker. Hey, he's, he's the one killing WWE. Oh, it ain't Vince McMahon. Well, yeah, Vince McMahon is stupid, goofy bullshit. Well, let's, let's, let's go even further. Let's go even further. Triple H is killing wrestling. Of course he is. And the reason why is because he is a direct inspiration to AEW. They are biting NXT style because they want to steal his fan base. They are biting the main brand. What and what fucking annoys the shit out of me is that and even Jim Cornette, Jim, I gotta I gotta bash you on this, buddy. Even Jim Cornette defends Triple H on how great NXT is with the with their in ring product. The problem is if that's all you fucking have is the in ring product, your pill your product is not gonna appeal to a lot of people. You need more than just the in ring product. And the problem is the amazing in ring product in NXT looks fake. Yeah. It looks vague, bad psychology, no selling, no character, no personality, yeah. Yeah. bad yeah. bad mic skills. Yeah. Keep, keep uh. Arturo Ruiz and cut Chelsea Green. Yeah, Chelsea Green, a former Impact knockout. Yeah. A, a great-looking woman with charisma, who's pretty good on the mic from what I've seen, who's great in the ring. You know what? And, yeah, could cut her, but keep Arturo Ruiz or whatever fucking low-rent jobber they have. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting worked up here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Seriously, just, just the, just the jabronis that they have there right now. Keep fucking Kushida and cut Dexter Loomis. You know, Great this idea. is actually a good character that you could, you could use. But no, these assholes would rather push Kushida and Cameron Grimes. Are you fucking kidding me? I gotta give the fans what they say they want. You know, they want flip work rate monkeys. I can sign the they, best of them and put them out there for the fans. NXT is killing the W. Because the only reason why Triple H is doing this is because he wants to gain favor with the indie wrestling audience. Uh, he just wants them to suck his big yeah. dick nose. That's what this is all about. It's a dick nose sucking contest. And it, it just doesn't help that we have Triple H Jr. over an AEW with fucking Cody Rhodes. Pretty much, th- this guy idolizes Triple H. And nobody calls him out on it. No. Dude, you fucking idolize that man. And it's sad that you idolize a shithead like that. A poor mind of the business. You guys are supermarks. You know, and you're supermarks. And, and people will say that we're too negative and we, we should be more positive. About what? About what our our one of our favorite entertaining things of uh, of our lives going to shit, fuck you. And, and no, we look. This is our way to try and do what we can to. Pre- it's like we're trying to pre- prevent them from going in the wrong direction. 
Right. We're it, trying to help. We're, we're legitimately trying to help out the wrestling business. Of course. And, I, and sadly, truth hurts sometimes. It, it does. You know, but we're the truth bearers. That's what we're here to do, no matter what. We are the most truthful wrestling podcast out there. Fucking period. Oh, you mean our, you mean uh, Humberto Carrillo isn't going to be the top main eventer one day? No, he's a fucking garbage pile. Vince has already given up on him. It doesn't matter how much Triple H and Paul Heyman shove this motherfucker down our throats. Vince still signs off on these motherfuckers, and he's still going to say, oh, I don't see the appeal. Good. And he shouldn't, because there's no appeal. He needs to be more heavily involved with NXT. Yeah. He needs... They Bruce Pritchard needs to be his envoy, his NXT envoy, and just fucking... Let him know what's going on in NXT. Or, or you know what? If anything, since they're not using the guy right now, I would love it if they let Triple H... Okay, you know what, Triple H, you want to go ahead and fuck up the main brands? Go ahead. Go ahead and fuck up Ron SmackDown, but we're going to bring down Shane McMahon to run NXT. Okay. Imagine that. I would imagine that NXT would have more ratings. Mm-hmm. They would have more people watching. They wouldn't be shoving the same talents... Or, Quote unquote hey. talents down your throat every fucking week. Adam Cole, Johnny hey. Gargano. Hey, hey. Braun Panties match with Scarlett Bordeaux and Tanera Conte. See, now that would be yeah. entertaining. You would have more people watching, mm-hmm. more people talking about it on Twitter. This is what would happen. It or would blow the be- fuck up. Wrestling, wrestling would get popular again because they'd be like, oh, they have sexy women doing sexy things again? Yeah. Shoot, let me watch this shit. Oh, and it's on a cable television network? Let me check it out. Yeah, that's the reason why the people that tuned in initially to NXT didn't stay because it was literally nothing but indie wrestling. Now, why did people tune in back during the Attitude Era and Ruthless Aggression Era? Because not only... It didn't... Let, let's phase out the whole fucking wrestling aspect. Forget about that clowny, clown shoes bullshit. Let's focus on the reason why people actually tuned in. They tuned in, number one, for the hot, sexy women, and there were a lot of them during that time. Mm-hmm. Number two, they tuned in for badasses. They were everywhere. Number three, they tuned in for amazing stories, mm-hmm. which were being delivered at that time. And number four, violence. Yeah, just, just take culturally relevant characters and put them in compelling stories. Yeah. That's, that's what the Attitude Era did. Wrestling delivered. Yeah, I mean, for God's sakes, for, for that for that, jur- that eight, 18-year-old male audience, they had fucking... They had porn stars, a pimp with hose. They had a beer-drinking badass that beats up his boss. They yeah. had a cool guy with The Rock. They had a, a psycho in Mankind. Well, they had- and, and they hit all demographics, too. They even went for, like, the headbangers, you know, like yeah. metalheads, you know. They- Hell, they even had the Insane Clown Posse, which it's, was hot back then. ICP, brought in ICP. I mean, yeah. these they they tried to hit every top demographic back then. Uh, that's why I think we, we give so much praise to Vince Russo because... Yeah. Bro, I know what is popular with the young crowd. And I do, and he still is. And I do agree with him about his recent comments about where wrestling should go to an extent. Yeah. Uh, he thinks that it should become more of a reality TV show. Like, and like in, in a recent example, that would be... I think he's looking at more so the vignette style. Is he? I think so. Yeah, I, I mean, because I'm... If I'm thinking like Russo, I'm thinking that he's probably referring to more so the cinematic aspect and bringing that back and emphasizing that more on television so it appears like a reality show. Like, let's say, you know, that they're in the middle of an airport, mm-hmm. you know, and they run, like, two guys running into each other, like Russo and Bobby, mm-hmm. and they get in an argument, and then security has to break them up. Right, yeah, yeah. You know? well, and that would be the reality show aspect, but it's filmed cinematically. Well, the, the only recent example that I could think of would be the um, the Alexa Bliss and Bailey part where... Uh, like Alexa Bliss sh- sh- kind of shoot promo on Bailey, yeah. talking about how she was disrespected by Bailey in NXT. See, I would I would like something like that, but maybe at the hotel. Like, yeah. let's say they go back to the Hilton after Raw, and like they're both going to the vending machine late at night, 
and they get into an argument and it's filmed on camera like around the corner you know the guy like peers around the corner and he's filming like Alexa getting in her face and be like what you gonna do about it bitch see now I, I just don't understand why they don't have like a little vignette of like a confrontation as they're walking into the building I, I just you would I think want that, more that would happen. Sh- I want more shit outside of the ring, yeah. man. It's it's so important because it gives you other reasons to care about these characters besides the whole in ring aspect. There's just way too much focus on in ring bullshit. So let's kick it off the next. Talk topic. about in ring bullshit. Okay, CM Punk recommends a shark cage, a shark cage idea for Lana. So I like it. I like it because like even the audience is not taking the storyline seriously. They shouldn't. So why take it seriously? They shouldn't. You know, well, it's it's goofball bullshit. It is. You might as well, you might as well have it end in goofball bullshit. Right, and the way he explained so, it made sense because yeah. uh, you know Rusev and Bobby once they finally get done with Lana, you know they're both gonna be able to bond and be like, wow, wasn't that that chick terrible? You know, and and then from there they form a tag team, and Lana by then would be with a manager, you know, as a manager of another tag team. So let's let's say AOP for example, <laughs> since they're hot right now. So it'd be AOP with Lana. You know, in a shark cage. So Lana's in the shark cage, and it would be AOP versus Bobby and Rusev with the winner getting Lana. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That works. I, it works. It's yeah. goofy. Hasn't been done in a while. Well, when was the last cage? I want to say the last time a shark cage was used was uh, Enzo Mori. Enzo, yeah. Yeah. Bring it back. Or him and Big Show, or uh, uh, Cass and Big Show were fighting, or wrestling in a ring. Um, next story. Oh, John Morrison comments on the bump. Yeah. Uh, calls, says Seth Rollins is drinking his own Kool-Aid. Mm-hmm. And he also said that yeah. he had bitter kicks than Aleister Black, so I think he's trying to get yeah. into a little feud with Aleister, which is, is good. I mean... I agree. At least it, it, it does something for both these guys, because ever since Aleister has been doing this whole gimmick where he calls people out in the middle of the shadows, he hasn't really been going anywhere. I think having somebody like Morrison as his, as his opponent would elevate him. Even... Like, I know that they're not going to have Black Luge yet. They're trying to build up this whole silent, undefeated streak for him. That's fine. Um, but I don't think that's going to hurt Morrison's brand losing them too much. No. no if anything, it kind, of, it kind of puts him back in the spotlight. So, or I'm, I'm very, cool with it. Or at the very least, bring him back as a heel and have him take on Ricochet. Well, I don't know. A, I, I like that. I like that. But I don't know if you've seen uh, how recently they had Selena Vega having arguments with Andrade. So, I'm thinking that they might... Okay. Break up Selena Vega, and eventually put her with Alistair Black. That works, and that would be yeah. like Alistair Black's heater. I think that would work out. I think I think I, th- I think so too. And then that way you can have uh, Andrade be Charlotte's bag bitch. <laughs> 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 that would work out for Andrade as well because he gets TV time. <laughs> just, just carry her luscious tits up. You know, be, be her <laughs> be her tits supporter. Hey, <laughs> man, I don't like you talking about my woman like that, Holmes. Just chill. It's all good, dude. It's all good. We're, we're it's compli- all good, dude. We're complimenting her luscious melons, okay? Bro, it's all good, dude. Just take it easy. It's okay. I'm not your bro. <laughs> it's okay <laughs> if you're not my bro, but it's just, it's okay. Bro. Bro. <laughs> Alright, uh, next bit of news. They gotta do Matt Riddle and Goldberg. Make that shit happen. <laughs> make Gold. that shit... That, I, I fully endorse that match. Make it happen. At, at WrestleMania. Yeah, make it happen. Th- that's a match that I'd want to see. It's money, dude. It's fucking money. Have uh, Goldberg go over clean? Yeah, because I, I think Goldberg can go over one more time. Yeah! Yeah. yeah. And, and, over. and it doesn't it doesn't hurt Matt Riddle too much. Mm. So, yeah, might as well. It does not. Yeah. Next bit of news, Batista and uh, NWO going into the Hall of Fame. Fuck yes. Good, finally. About damn time. About damn time. Look at, look, look at 
fucking hoops they made these motherfuckers jump through to, like, it, okay, so if we're really going to think about it, okay, the original NWO, the three guys, and Batista are the four biggest, I want to say, draws of all time, mm-hmm. without question. And just now, just in 2020, they're getting put in the Hall of Fame. That's fucking disrespectful. It, it is. Fucking Triple H, dude. Ugh. Asshole. These are your buddies, dude. Your fucking butt. Uh, literally, all of them except Hogan are his fucking buddies. And just now they're going to the fucking Hall of Fame. NWO can go in on one condition. They're gonna suck my dick nose. And they're gonna put an X pack. I'd be, I'd be cool. Didn't DX go in? DX did yeah, go last in. Year, yeah, yeah, of course. Well, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Nose Man has to put his own fucking stable before fucking NWO. <laughs> Even though, and let's face it, DX was a shadow compared to fucking NWO. Well, who sold more merchandise? Do people still wear NWO shirts? Yeah. Still, uh, I, I can't. I can't recall the last time I saw a DX shirt. Maybe like, maybe like back in like two thousand six. Yeah, been quite some time. <laughs> oh shit! Oh, mm. WWE locks down WCW event names. Okay, now this is because of oh, the whole Back to the Beach so thing. Fucking, I'm not gonna even list all the names here. But so looking at the list, it was like twenty names of uh, ECW and WCW names. But if we could, we could go hog wild. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> Uh, yeah, a lot of greed there, I tell you. Uh, but, yeah, the, the names, I don't blame them for doing that, but it makes me think that they might be trying to revitalize the brand. Or at least use some of the WCW, because like how they're using Starcade. It's just, I don't see them oversaturating the pay-per-view market with more main brand shows. I see them, if anything, taking those trademarks and using them to revitalize either WCW or more likely an ECW brand. It's possible. It would fucking suck. Don't get me wrong, but I'm just saying. Or I can see NXT maybe using that as like another thing for like NXT UK. Since they already have war games. Yeah. Yeah, it could be. It could be. I know that they're trying to get NXT Japan going. Yeah. Whatever. You guys don't want to see NXT Hogwild? Ugh. <laughs> you don't want to see NXT N- Halloween Havoc? Dude, how, it's all about NXT sold out. NXT <laughs> <laughs> sold out. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> We'll talk about someone who's out. ACH quits wrestling. Yep. Okay. So. Man, uh, I'm tired of these motherfuckers. They always be talking all that shit on Twitter. ACH. I, I signed up with MOW. I told Corp Bauer, suck my motherfucking nuts. I out this bitch. A- just, just chill. Just, just, ACH. Take, take some time away from wrestling. ACH, you really need to smoke weed. Yeah. You are, like, so uptight. You seriously need to smoke weed. And, and. ACH always came across as one of those guys who, like, he was one of the last people I thought would be a snowflake. I didn't expect it. Let, okay, so let's let's just state right off the bat. We were pretty big ACH fans before he signed with NXT. Yeah. We saw him at ROH 13 anniversary against AJ Styles, and that was a fantastic in-ring match. The work rate was amazing. The work rate was amazing. Okay. <laughs> but, uh... You know, ACH has always shown something, even back when he was just a flip monkey. You know, he, sh- he showed that he had some sort of cares, care, uh, character and personality. And, you know, we thought that would translate to NXT, but no. no. Dead, dead in the water. So, you know what? This is a blessing in disguise. Uh, I wish him best of luck in his future endeavors, whatever he plans to be. At, at this point, though, he's pretty much blacklisted from wrestling. A so. barista? Yeah, yeah, pretty much a barista. Yeah. Bus boy. Um... Uber driver. There's a lot of good careers out there for him. You know, professional poker player. Who knows? Oh, yeah, yeah. 
Next news article. Next news article on uh, the last one. Yes. Interesting free agent soon. Ooh. Okay. So there's a lot of speculation as to who exactly this free agent is because Ringside News would not reveal the identity, but we're going to go ahead and field our suggestions right now. I'm just going to call it, I think it's Killer, Killer Cross, Cross yeah. because it is. it was widely reported that Killer Cross was to be a free agent in December. Like, this is reported a while back, and just recently there was a tweet from Killer Cross that said some interesting news coming later this month. So, uh, I think he's already already has a lot of uh, a lot of suitors approaching him with money money offers. I would hope so. Um, and the article even stated that a lot of companies are interested in this guy. So, uh, I think with that question, you're going to see him in WWE by uh, yeah. But probably he'll probably make his Royal Rumble debut. Good. That that's what I could assume. It would be right in time, and I think he would be a huge entrant. If you had, keep in mind, if you you wouldn't even have to have him win. Just have Killer Cross as a final four in the Royal Rumble, and you could get him massively over. Because people would be like, "Who the fuck was this tattooed monster that just destroyed all these people?" Well, and that's a great point that you bring up too, because I. I've always envisioned him just going straight to the main roster. Mm-hmm. I, I don't see him and being... being an immediate success. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, I, I think Vince will take a liking to him. Yeah, because Vince gets it. Vince saw in Matt Riddle and in Keith Lee what I see in them and what I see in Killer Cross, and that, and that is their personalities that can get themselves over with the audience. You can live vicariously through them. I could also see him going to NXT just to be with Scarlett. Um, but, that, but that's if Scarlett's there for long. That's true. Uh, I can also envision, for for some reason, I I keep on seeing in my mind Keith Lee versus Killer Cross for some sort of championship. Yeah. I keep on seeing that, and that might happen in NXT first. Who knows? Yeah, it's possible. Yeah. But the future's bright for Killer wherever he goes. Um, Wherever this, even if this guy goes to AEW, I'll watch him. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've always said that I will support him wherever he goes, and no matter how much we hate on AEW and NXT, I will tune into those companies to watch Killer Cross work. Yeah, doesn't matter if he's doing a promo, backstage vignette, match. I will tune in to watch him work. And same for Scarlet, but they never fucking put her on TV, man. What the hell? Fucking knows, man. Ugh. Got a great mind for business, guys. I signed the guys I, they want, and I never put them on TV. And I, I'm smart. I signed the guys with the most potential. The guys that can actually help bring up our audience and increase the casual fan appeal. And I just keep them buried in NXT's developmental program. Because people want to see the Viking Raiders and Raul Mendoza and Daddy Burch and Oni Lorcan. Those are real stars. I really hate how those fans continually... Because they're the reason why Triple H is doing this. You know, as I said before, multiple times. But I, Honestly, I don't see Smarks fucking loving no. Oni Lorcan and Danny Burch. No, I'm just they, like, what, this, this tells me right here that these guys, like, they pretty much do snowballs with William Regal's cum. One sucks the cum out of William Regal's dick, and the other one fucking swallows it out of his mouth. Oh, God. That's what, allegedly, that's what these these gay, bald nerds do. Fucking hate them. They're so boring. And the, the rest of the roster is fucking, Angel Garza, fucking boring. Conor is fucking boring. Uh, fucking Damian Priest, fucking boring. Die Jack a dick off of it. Fucking boring. Kushida, fucking boring. Cameron Grimes, fucking boring. Yeah. Unsputed Era, fucking boring. Yes. Johnny Gargano, fucking boring. Kenneth Ray, fucking boring. Io Shirai, fucking boring. Oh, God, who else am I missing? Dakota Guy. Dakota Guy, fucking boring. Ah, <laughs> oh, shit. 
Shayna Baszler is boring. Shayna Baszler is boring now. She, she, you could have done something with her, but you fucked it up, nose man. No, just yeah, put her back in NXT. <sighs> Mia Yim, fucking boring. Mia Yim was oh god. Yeah. Oh, she was honestly, she's always been. Uh, I've always been boring. I want to say that right now it's like eighty five percent of the NXT roster is boring. Like the few high spots are like Matt Riddle, Keith Lee, Scarlett Bordeaux, Tanera Conte, um, Chelsea Green. Eric Bugenhagen, Jessica Kamea. They don't uh, show. They don't show them on TV though. Yeah, I'm trying to think sure of, te- of televised people. Good God, uh, that's about it. <laughs> we're we're leaving one off. We're probably leaving one off. But the point is, is that yeah. NXT is a wasteland. Yeah. Of it's devoid of people that are charismatic. When the sad thing is, the developmental system has more talent than the on-camera system. <laughs> it, it's sad. It really is sad that here they have these talents that could be huge stars that could massively get over. I, I guarantee you, if you start televising those house shows in Stillborn, Michigan, you would get more views. You would than you would in the fucking full sale shoe box. Yeah, I guarantee to you. So fucking sad. It's depressing, dude. It, honestly, I hope AEW does sign some of them. Yeah. Just because it, some of them do deserve, you know, a, a time in the spotlight. Well, out of the four that got released, I can definitely, definitely see Luke Harper getting a contract. With AEW. Oh, God. Yeah, the yeah. guy is just too fucking talented for them not to sign him. And I know right off the bat what they would do with him. You know what they would do? I'm going to tell. This is my dream book, and I'm telling and it's going to fucking happen, too. What's that? It's going to fucking happen. Okay. So what's going on right now is Inner Circle is looking to feud with MJF, I'm sorry, with uh, Luchasaurus, Jungle Boy, and Marco Stunt. They're feuding with their stable. Who would be the perfect guy for the Inner Circle to bring in to take down Luchasaurus? Luke Harper. Boom. Luchasaurus versus Luke Harper is next. But but like a team like the Ascension, I could see doing doing the, the rounds. They're going to NWA. They're going to end up very po- yeah. That's that's my that's yeah. uh, that's where I can see them going because they get over massively there. Um, and Sin Cara is going back to Mexico. Triple A. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, or, or CMLL. Yeah. Either either one. Yeah, but that's my forecast for all those guys. So you're going to see AEW, Triple A, and NWA for those guys. So. Probably yeah. 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 I see that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they they don't have to worry about getting work. They're gonna get work. Okay. So, so this is this is an exceptionally long TWR news. Hey, uh, we gave you guys content. We hope yeah. you enjoy. We did. All right. So it's been NC. It's been JC and peace out.